Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder. He's Mark Titus, and we are back from Texas, and Texas retired. How you doing, Mark? Uh, it feels like we're back from the dead, Charlotte. I thought that's what you were going to say. We're, we're back from... <laughs> We're back from, and I was waiting. What is she going to say? We're back from the dead. Mm. Uh, I'm feeling, hmm. We have two weeks left on this tour, Charlotte. And uh, <laughs> I'm old. One, one thing I'm learning as we're going around the country, and uh, I, I don't want to complain because it's a ton of fun, and this is definitely not a complaint. It's just a statement of fact that my body is falling apart. <laughs> and I'm, mm. I'm so much older than I thought I was is one thing I've learned on this tour, that I thought uh, I would play the role of like a college kid and when we go into these campuses, I'd go out to the bars. I would go to the games and be on my feet all day and just do all this. And I was like, I could, I could do this. I'm still young. And I'm not as young as I think I am, Charlotte. That's, that's, mm. that's how I'm feeling. So, that's uh, an it's good. Uh, interesting life lesson to learn, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling great, you know. Um, I think Texas was – I – connected to the university of texas more than i thought i would i think uh, is how i would i would put it um i had no idea what to expect because we had spent so much time with fan bases who hate texas that i was just sort of like uh you know is texas awful or is texas great and they're just (laughs) jealous and uh i kind of think it's the latter even though the football isn't great but uh you know we talked about it with fans how doing horns up is just like the coolest possible hand signal yeah in college sports so uh but yeah you know it's um they're they're a lot younger than we are that's for sure mark yeah that's uh that's like like i said this has been the the dream opportunity of a lifetime for us to do this we're having so much fun uh it's just it it, it, i'm slowly finding with two weeks left how how many games have we been to now six we've been to i I think we've, we've done six of these things uh is it possible to have too much of a good thing, Charlotte? I don't know. I'm starting to <laughs> get to, to that point where, like, I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, I get, we got to fly out again to Ole Miss, which is going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait to tailgate at the Grove. Um, all of it's going to be great, but uh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little longer in the tooth than I want to be, and this is, this is catching up to me. <laughs> I'm eating like absolute garbage. My body just feels like a human garbage can at all times. Um, but we're having fun, so that's what, that's what matters most. <laughs> Oh, man, let me suggest uh, buy a humidifier at CVS for your hotel room and some face masks and do them at night before shoot. Is that so it? That's, uh, yeah, that's the secret to eternal youth is what I found. <laughs> okay. uh, what were your impressions of Austin? Let's do a report card. Yeah, vibe check of Austin. Um, so th- there's there's two things to talk about with this trip because this is the first uh, place – I guess like Ohio State disqualifies because Columbus is a big city too. But I, you know, I've already I've already done the Ohio State thing before. So the, like to me, there were two separate entities. There was the University of Austin or the University of Texas, and then there's the city of Austin. And mm-hmm. my my vibe of the university was that it felt like very corporate. It felt very. Um, I think I think it might just be because we're coming off of the heels of going to A and M and A and M. When we were there, all that anybody talked to me about was how much Texas sucks and how everything in Austin is done wrong, and we do it right here, and our little cult that we have created here at College Station is better than what they have at Austin. Um, so when I was observing the, the, the Texas fans and contrasting them to the Texas A&M fans, it felt very reserved uh, because they aren't a cult, because they're not all swaying back and forth in unison or all that. They just basically put the horns up, and that's like all they do. Uh, and it felt very corporate. That would be my – like – I made this point in our live show. It feels to me like Texas sports is now 
Texas as a football program and as just a, an entity is now in like the post winning phase of college sports where the machine creates so much money. It is so cool. Um, everything about Austin is cool and everyone wants to move to Austin. And like, there's so much going on that like Texas chokes again for the second week in a row, they blow it against Oklahoma mm -hmm. the week before we were there. They blow it against Oklahoma state. They were up 17, three. They somehow choke it away. And the vi the feeling I got from all the fans is like, whatever you know like we still live in austin and still like we're still the coolest <laughs> like we're still cool like i'd rather i'd rather be here than in stillwater oklahoma and norman oklahoma and college station texas we're still cooler than all them so who cares and uh i don't know i it, it made me very worried that texas football might not ever be back because they don't need to be back because they're just like they're always going to be cool you know what i mean that was my impression I see what you're saying yeah 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 i see what you're saying i think that i the game kind of felt different from you know, I, I think that the Austin is obviously such a cool city and like a place you would want to live regardless of whether there's a college there or not. I think that there's sort of a divide in college sports between the cities that are cities on their own and then there are cities called St College Station, which is just literally where the railroad stops because mm -hmm. there's a college there. Um, and I think that whenever you go to a city where you're like, oh, I would go to Austin even if they didn't play football here. Um, it's going to feel a little bit different, but I was sort of surprised by how intimate the game felt. Like, I don't think the game felt corporate. Like, the stadium felt sort of um, more rustic than I thought it would and was yeah. a very, very cool game day experience. Um, so it was this sort of funny mix of, like, you know, you walk down the street in Austin and there are just, like, cool shops and, you know, like – Clearly, there is a lot of tech there. Um, and then when, you know, like I got to go meet Bevo in the pasture and you're out on a ranch and you're like, oh, this really is Texas. So it's this sort of it's sort of this bizarre mix that I think doesn't really need to win, as you're saying, to be good. Yes. Um, and yet, like, I think they do need to be back because if Texas is winning, like you really I got a bunch of Instagram comments from people being like, you're just like everybody else who hates like we hate Texas because they think they're great, even though they're not good at football. And I'm like, well, that's kind of true, though. Like, spot the lie. You know, it's sort of hard to argue with. And so if yeah. they are good at football, they kind of become like unassailable what can you possibly if texas You're were right. really really good at football like what could you possibly you could do horns down and they'd be like you don't even we're better than you are so that's I, the only reason i think that they might need to be back another thing i i learned though about like because I, I there's an aura around texas football and i don't know if it's the university of texas football or just the words texas football like you know what I mean? Like the 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 mm -hmm. like somehow Friday Night Lights has been folded into Texas football, and like um, I, I just like the, the there's like a I, I don't know how to describe it. I, I feel the same way about Indiana basketball that like there, there's there's an aura of Indiana basketball that's represented by the movie Hoosiers, and it's <laughs> different from Indiana University Hoosiers basketball team, but yet like somehow because that's the flagship school in the state they get to adopt like all the cultural things of like this sport mattering to the state. And that's how I feel about Texas football, where it's like the, those two words together, Texas football are so cool. And so like it, the imagery that pops into my head is a winner. It doesn't even matter if they actually win because like, I'm just picturing like coach Taylor. I'm picturing like, I don't know, Booby miles, like the real Friday night lights inspiration. Um, I'm, I'm picturing Tim like Riggins, like, like yes. leaning against his truck with a beer. Yes. And then I am picturing, like, Texas, the actual university being great at football. And uh, I'm picturing, like, 
Oklahoma gets all their recruits from Texas. That's the idea is like the reason Oklahoma is mm-hmm. good in the first place is because they get all the kids from Dallas to go up to Oklahoma to play and then beat Texas at that. I don't know. So I guess it's a long way away, Charlotte. Like one thing I learned was that I, I don't, I, the Texas being back in football is probably <laughs> further away than I thought it was going to be because I don't think, <laughs> I don't think there's any sense of urgency. Like we have to get this thing fixed because if we don't get it fixed, we're screwed. They're not screwed. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like they, they, the yep. machine is so big now, they don't need to get it back. So I don't think Texas football's back. That's my that's my statement. They're not back. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> think a lot of the students back. we interviewed thought they were back. Because when you would ask them, like, what will it take to, for Texas to be back, they all had answers as opposed to being like, we never left, baby. They were like, well, you know, we got to work on our defense. Right, right. <laughs> and it's right. like, yeah, you really do have to work on your defense because yeah. you keep blowing these massive leads. So yeah. um, I, did, I did find, like, the game, I was sort of, I think that I found myself so far the the schools that I've like really connected to and I don't know why I have no I have no rational explanation for it but like Wisconsin LSU and Texas as I've been at those games they've been like okay all right and like all those schools mm-hmm. lost so I don't know <laughs> what it is but there's like a it, there's something intangible about a school that when people say now you know and obviously I didn't come up through college sports so like when they say you know I visited and I just knew and I've never really understood what that meant and I think through this tour I've been like oh no I get it like yeah. now I understand what that means um but you uh you're done with Tex is what I hear I'm I'm, I'm done yeah I had to retire so Tex Titus was a character I created when we went to Texas A&M uh <laughs> we beat we I'm saying we because the idea was like, I'm just going to cheer for all things Texas, no matter what. Again, it's Texas football with the trademark. That's like the, the uh, it's not the University of Texas. It's the idea of football in this state mattering more than any other state. And uh, mm-hmm. I was excited to just be a, t- a real cowboy, Charlotte. And I was going to dress like hey. a cowboy. I was going to cheer for the Texas schools to beat non-Texas schools. And it worked. And A&M beat Alabama. It was one of the craziest games I've ever seen in my life. I'm standing right next to the field as the field goal goes in. And I just run out onto the field. And I'm jumping up and down with 22-year-olds. And I, I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm like, I'm way too old to be here. What the hell's going on? Uh and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring that magic to Texas the next week to, to Austin. I'm going to dress up like the Cowboy again, and, and I'm going to be like the Santa Claus of Texas football that I show up and I bring good luck and we win. And then Texas mm-hmm. choked. And that's like – but that's my point is like when I was walking, I, I felt like I was more upset about Texas losing than the Texas fans were like, I'm walking back to the hotel and I'm like, damn, dude, what the hell happened? How did this team – and every Texas fan I was talking to was like, yeah, we're not surprised. Like this is who we are now. <laughs> we did this to Oklahoma last week. We did this when Tom Herman was the coach. We did this with Charlie Strong. It doesn't matter. Like this is who we are now. Is we, as soon as you want to get excited, we're going to blow it. Um, but whatever, you want to go get tacos and some margaritas? Like that's, that's their, they're their sitting mindset. too pretty, is what you're saying. No yes. matter what, they're way they're too cool. Too yes, yes, that's what it. And like, <laughs> if I was to contrast that with, say, like an Ohio State with, uh, um, even even Madison when they lost, uh, some of these other LSU, some of these places when they lose, it's like, like if you're a cop in these towns you have to like put on your riot gear and just get ready for a war because these fans are going to lose their minds and just want to break stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, like, you know, in Columbus, especially when, when Ohio state loses, everyone's just an asshole to each other. They're just like in a terrible, terrible mood. And I didn't feel are like they Texas. nice. Usually though. <laughs> 
usually they're pretty nice. Are uh, they nice to start? <laughs> but uh, in Texas, I didn't feel that way. In fact, like the cops, the the traffic cops that were directing traffic were making jokes to people and like high fiving people and all that. And I was like, this is this place is too cool. You're, you're too cool. <laughs> we we need to we need to we need like something to happen to Austin that makes it less cool to get these people to care more. So. That's my review. Well, what was speaking of going going to get tacos and margaritas? What was the best thing you ate? Because you ate you yeah. that was a big part of your trip. I went. Uh, I had a lot of barbecue, which was awesome. Um, but I had we went to this one place that was making like barbecue tacos, basically, and that was the best I had. It was just the, I forget what the place was even called. Barbecue it was on, tacos. It was, some, like, it was somewhere like, on Rainy Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made like brisket tacos, and it was the the, the Tex Mex. It all came together. It might have just been I was like really hungry, but uh, yeah, brisket tacos. <laughs> I had this, I had some brisket. Ta- I forget what the place was. It was somewhere on Rainy Street, one of those taco trucks. Oh, drafting room is what Chris is telling me. This place called drafting okay. room. It was like a side. Yeah, it was like a house that was converted into a taco place, and it was so good. So, what about we you? Love what, to see it. What was, what was uh, the, the best thing? thing I ate? I'm not gonna do the best. I'm gonna do the weirdest thing because I think it was the funniest thing. Um, so I did one of the things I did when we were in Austin was sort of recreate the uh, Dazed and Confused. Like I went to all the locations they filmed Dazed and Confused because it turns out that that was filmed in Austin, which is not something I knew before going to Austin. But it was my favorite movie in high school, and it was even my high school yearbook quote, um, which is embarrassing when I found that and had my mom take a picture of it to prove that I was not making that up. Um, but one of the places they go to is called Top Notch Burgers and it's a drive through. And so we went around lunchtime. That was the, you know, we hit like seven locations and we made sure that we got to that one so that we could actually eat there. And it was like hot dog was one of the menu items and it was served on a, it said served on a hamburger bun. And I was like, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of weird, but like, sure, I was cra- I love hot dogs. I was craving a hot dog. Let's go for it. It shows up, and it is two hot dogs cut in half, laid flat on this hamburger bun. And I was just like, uh, it, I was horrified. I was like, is this a, gr-? like, I, I guess it's a thing, a griddle dog? Like, but, you know, the whole hot dog, is a hot dog a sandwich debate? Like, this was a sandwich. This was... This was two hot dogs so that they were cut into half moons, basically, on a hamburger bun. But why? What, I don't know. Because I feel like it would taste the exact same as if you put it in a hot dog bun. It, but it didn't. Why? That's what, <laughs> that would mess me up. That, it was like such a – it screwed with my head because I was like – but see, because it turns out that the thing I love so much about hot dogs, which I didn't realize until you take it away, is the snap. Like, it's all about the snap of a hot dog. And when you mm. cut it in half, it's just sort of like weird meat. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going to cut it in half, why not just take like a bunch of hot dogs, mash it up together, and then make a patty? <laughs> yeah, you might as well. <laughs> and then well grill it. And now you have like a hot dog hamburger <laughs> situation. Yeah, call it a hamburger. Or like put it in a blender and like make something even grosser. I was, so I was. Hot dog it smoothie. Was, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. It was. I was almost like at this point, just give me that. And but I mean, I ate it, and it was good. But it wasn't. It was the most confusing thing I've ever eaten in my entire do life. Do you do you think ever. this was a, what was the place called? The the uh, tasty freeze. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> top notch. Do you think this was a top notch thing or a Texas thing or both or like what? What was your impression of this? Do you think this was? You know, this is where I wish that I had thought of that sooner and done some research because I think people people on Twitter, I tweeted it out and I was like, I regret to inform you that it turns out that a hot dog can be a sandwich, basically. And people were like, uh, that's a griddle dog. And I was like, oh, so okay, it must be well, a thing. That's not, I guess. 
Yeah, maybe that's a thing in Texas. I don't know. I I'd, I'd never it. heard of it. I would love to never encounter it again because it sort of <laughs> broke my brain. Um, but I did eat it, so I guess there's that. Uh, you know, of course, there's like good brisket and tacos and like Austin's such a good food town. And I'm sitting there like completely perplexed by this meat sandwich <laughs> situation <laughs> so that kind of cracked me up. that is that is pretty funny because all i did i basically just ate nothing but barbecue and tacos the entire time i was there and uh yeah i, I don't know how people aren't fatter there i really don't i it's, it's it blows my mind because i think the things that when you go to rainy street when you go to those places when you are sort of doing the Texas experience. That's what tourists do. I think that there were also a lot of like green juice smoothie places in Austin that I also like, I went for a walk and I saw a million people going for runs who were in better shape than I was. And I was like, okay, so I think Austin's like a healthy town. (laughs) Those are the transplants. It must be that like the real Texan people are the ones that are going to the barbecue spots and the, the people that move from California and are going to sweet green and going on bike rides and stuff. Those are those people. <laughs> right. Austin <laughs> yeah. is like LA South. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what yes. I took away. <laughs> uh, what, was, what was the thing you liked the most about uh, either the university, the city, whatever, that uh, you wish you could take home with you? Oh, horns up. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the, like easily, easily, easily. I can't get over how fun it is to do that. I feel like it's, I mean, it's also like, you know, rock on. I think horns, I think it might be a little Spread, wider than I was yeah. doing it. I think I might have been doing it a little, like I looked like a little bunny instead of a cool longhorn. Um, but, you know, I have, sometimes when you take pictures or when you're on camera, like you don't know what to do with your hands. And at all of these schools we've been to, I kept having the impulse to be like, rock on. And then I was like, oh, I can't do that. I'm in Oklahoma. Yeah. And so to finally be able to do that, I feel like now once we've been to Texas, I can I can take that with me. Like if I were to go to a Colby football game, I'd be like, go, go mules. I'd be like, those are the ears, you know, like that, that could be work. what my school. Has. Yeah, that could work. They just except it's sort of more like this. You have to sort of put them closer together. <laughs> to go mules. Pin, pin the ears back. What's what's the yeah. dog that tape when when it's like a puppy, you tape its ears up to make German sure that. Those are German Shepherds you do that with? They do it to German uh, Shepherds, yeah. I didn't know that. It's I devastating. I, I really hate seeing that. <laughs> That's the German Shepherds. You just like... <laughs> yeah, my parents got a, do- a puppy and the ears there. came taped and we were horrified. We we're like, oh my God, what are they doing to these animals? <laughs> but that's how you have to do the... That's the mules up. <laughs> that's the... Ch- that's, <laughs> that's the... That's a go mule. Some school, it's the German Shepherd. You have to like tape your fingers. Yeah. Uh, no, and, this, and, it, the German Shepherd, it's like the shadow puppet for some schools. They're just like... <laughs> I think in general, first of all, I'm going to echo your sentiment that that's my favorite thing is the horns up. Have, being able to have that, uh, for, that's the coolest hand signal in, in college sports, no question about it. But Easily. just simply having a hand signal, I thought about that. Like I, As I'm watching uh, all the Texas fans just throwing that stuff up, and I, th- I thought like Ohio State doesn't really have that, and I wish we did. Oregon has, like Oregon took the O, so like their fans like mm-hmm. go like that. Wisconsin, yeah. we've been there. They go like that, I think, with the W. Apparently, apparently, it's a lot of crossed hand in Wisconsin. You cross, like, crisscross applesauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what know. that's what I was told. I was like, is it not just a W? Is it um, a- Oklahoma State fans do guns, which I think Texas Tech fans do as well. Which you just do like mm. finger guns and just just. <laughs> You had the Texas Someone A&M. in my life recently told me they were like, "You need to, we need to stop doing finger guns so much." So I've been practicing not doing finger guns. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, you're just in general, be like, "Hey, they were like, what if you did yeah. less of that?" And I was like, "That's a good point." <laughs> no, bring it so back. maybe I should bring go to Texas Tech. <laughs> 
when you get when you get old enough, they're they're cool again. I think you just gotta you're like, hey, yeah, youngsters, <laughs> just come <laughs> firing the finger gun. Uh, Texas A and M did like a hissing snake deal where they wouldn't boo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just thought also about it. Also, a like, thumbs I, up, right? Oh yeah, the thumbs up at Texas A and M, the gigum. Which like I think I don't think Texas. I'm gonna make the call right now. We didn't do a Texas A and M show, uh, so I'm, I'm we're kind of double dipping here talking about A and M, but uh. I don't think that's fair. I don't think you can get thumbs up. I think if you're texting him and you're trying to take thumbs up, that's wrong. <laughs> I don't think okay. you can take thumbs up from us, right? Because like thumbs if, up feels too basic as a yeah. thing. It's like that's you know if you were to say to me if we were walking away from each other and you'd be like how how's ten o'clock and I just went like this that wouldn't yes. I wouldn't be saying like go Aggies. Giggum Aggies, yeah. You that's not what you're saying. It's like it's like Iowa football. You know how they wave at the kids in the hospital now, like the Iowa wave music yeah. kind of thing. Like fast forward thirty years, and Iowa people are like, "We invented the wave." Like if you're if you're waving at somebody, <laughs> what you're really doing is saying, "Go Hawkeyes." I'd be like, no, come on, you can't take that. That's been around forever. Right. right. Um, but yeah, I wish I wish Ohio State had a hand sign. I wish I wish we had. If you had to make one up, what would it be? Great question. Um. Oregon, like we can't do Oregon's. They already took the O. What is the O? Just like that. You could do this. <laughs> you could do. You could do like goggles. <laughs> we do. You go. Go. You go goggles, and then you say hit the word high. So you got the O yeah. and the O and high in the middle, and it's just <laughs> high. <laughs> do they song. have glasses? You know how they have like in the two like for two thousand they made the Happy yeah. New Year glasses and the, do they have O and then H I O glasses? They do. I've seen old ladies wearing them. Yeah, they they wear mm-hmm. the, the the O and then high in the middle. So there's that. I would say burn orange too. I, that's something I, I I think is cool with Texas is like you don't even have to wear like if you're a Texas fan you don't even have to have you don't have to wear anything that says Texas or has a Longhorn logo. You can just wear the color. You're the only school in the country that has that color. Burnt orange. That's it. If you just wear something that's, that's burnt point. orange, everybody knows you're a Texas guy. You don't need to yeah. say go horns or, you know, hook them or anything else. You just wear s- simply a burnt orange shirt and everyone gets it. It's like them and Carolina blue are like the two just iconic colors that as soon as you see them, you're like, oh, you must be a Texas fan or a Carolina fan. You know? so, that's a great I'm point. I didn't, you know, I got a lot of flack because the shirt that I was wearing which I have to shout out Game Day Grails, um, which is run by my friend Ernest Wilkins, who manages to find the coolest vintage um, tees and, and a ton of college sports gear. So check them out if you are into that. But he found me this amazing vintage Texas Longhorns shirt, but it was a little more orange than it should have been for a yeah. uh, Oklahoma State game. And I had some people being like, it's not burnt orange. And I was like, okay, fair, but it is a very cool shirt. And I think that that drove home to me just how much burnt orange Mm -hmm. is a thing. I didn't Mm -hmm. know until I went to Texas that people just didn't. Like, I saw so many girls wearing nice tops that were just burnt orange. Like, you can look nice and go to a game because you're just wearing the correct color. No one accuses you of not dressing up with school spirit. Right. Yeah. It's I'm jealous of that. I wish like you that think Matthew McConaughey and you think just like a plain burnt orange shirt. Yeah, if you're going to if you're going to a Colby game and you just wear like a shirt that's blue, it doesn't necessarily work, right? You're just like a person. Yeah, well, you, you, mm. it, it looks like you forgot to. It looks like you don't own any Colby stuff and you just like threw on a blue shirt and you just like yeah, and you're just. And it looks like you went to Walmart like two seconds before the yes. game and found <laughs> the like matching color. Yeah, no, yeah, that's not yeah. Texas. It doesn't Texas work, but is, Texas like, you can do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, what about the thing you could do without? What's the thing about the, the, that stood out to you? You're like, eh, not for me. 
Um, I don't mean this to sound as negative as it's going to, because I think it's a very cool tradition and I respect the people who are in charge of it, but I could do without that cannon. You're not a fan of it. They the, set the... that cannon off every single time. Like, it, it's supposed to just be when they score, but then they also do it at random times, I learn, and every time it just made me... It was, and one time I was standing right next to it went off. My ear was ringing for the rest of the game. So I, I'm, I think that they should do it maybe a little less loud. You can keep didn't the cannon. You, didn't you say this about Oklahoma too? Yeah, do I remember this right? This is, is what I'm learning. Texas A&M had a gun too. I think there's something about just like that area of the country is just like our thing is guns because Oklahoma State. I'm assuming I've never been to a game in Stillwater. I'm gonna assume that. When your hand signals are two guns and your 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 mascot's a cowboy with guns in it, I'm assuming they have a gun that they shoot off too. I mean, <laughs> I'm I assuming, would be shocked if they did. Yes, it's. Uh, I'm assuming Texas Tech shoots guns. Is like it's it's just that's the thing. I guess it's just guns. It's just we just shoot guns. They love <laughs> the fans just start shooting their guns in, in Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I and I'm learning that if you if you tell me a loud noise is coming, if I can see the firework and expect mm-hmm. the noise, I'm fine with it. If you just set one off, I apparently I'm you like need, a dog with fireworks. Yeah, you need like the wily e. coyote. Uh, the e- yes, please. And, if they did that, the- <laughs> I would be able to handle the cannon. But as it was, like I was even ready for it. Like I had my fingers in my ears and I was ready for it, and it went yeah. off. And I still and I still freaked out. So I don't know what what. Anyway, the, this is embarrassing. What could you do? Uh, <laughs> my answer. I didn't love the stadium, if I'm being honest. I've heard a lot of great things about Texas. What, what do they call it? The Daryl Royal Memorial Stadium or something like that? It's, it's got one of those long names. Kind of like uh, Oklahoma did, too. Named after a guy, but then also, I don't know, whatever. Um, I didn't love the stadium. I, the stadium felt old. It feels like they need to uh, – it, it felt old not in a fun way. It didn't feel like uh, mm. it was charming to me. It just felt like an old – <laughs> it felt like it belonged on Texas A&M's campus. It's that like how I felt about Texas A&M's buildings, which was just like it had, it had Texas A&M's campus felt like a Russian prison where it's just a bunch of beige windowless buildings. That's kind of where Texas football stadium felt like to me. And it should have been cooler because that city's cool and the mm. school's cool and all that. So uh, the stadium number two, speaking of them being cool, I think it's a little too cool. Because like I've okay. always I've always thought Texas and Ohio State were uh, brethren in the sense that uh, Austin and Columbus are about the same size um, and, and population, uh, very young populations because they have massive schools and then people graduate and they just live there and, and stay there. Um, not the, for the longest time, neither one of them had professional sports. Uh, the, the the Austin still has like basically just the MLS team. Columbus has NHL and MLS. Uh, so they don't have a uh, NFL or NBA team, whatever. So I always like assume that they were very similar cities, but um, mm-hmm. all of those factors, Ohio State in Columbus is all that matters. And like people, like the Blue Jackets could win the Stanley Cup and nobody will care. Because it's it's Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. That's all that matters. The Buckeyes lose. It, it the whole city's depressed. That's it's it's just how it works there. Austin, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel like UT. Mm-hmm owned the city if that makes sense it felt like austin is a cool city and ut exists within that city and uh i didn't love that because i I think it's because you wanted it to be like yeah you wanted it to be a little more all-encompassing yeah i wanted it to be uh for i like i like that about ohio state i do like that like every single person like my brother lives in columbus did not go to ohio state but he watches every ohio state football game because he lives in that city and he realizes that it's social suicide in that city to not be able to talk about the quarterback situation. You know what I mean? Like that city, Mm -hmm. 
just in, it just engulfs everybody, and you have to have an opinion about the Buckeyes. And I didn't feel I feel like I could live I could move to Austin right now, not watch a second of Texas football, and and be fine. You know what I mean? Like it's like it, the the city exists on its own, and it's cool. But it's too cool. And Texas football. You need a little more codependence. You need a little more. You have too much going on. I I want the only thing going on in your city to be Texas football. (laughs) And it's not. They have like a thousand other things going on, which is why Texas will never be back. Oh, wow. You heard it here first. Um, What was the funniest thing that happened to you? Uh, There's a lot. Um, Our producer, Jim, falling off a mechanical bull like in two seconds. And he, he had a yard sale situation where like all his, his his phone chargers flying out of his pocket and uh, like as soon as the thing started it just flipped them over the front that was hilarious um going to all these going to all these bars dressed as a cowboy and having bachelorette parties come up to me and like talk to me as though like i'm an authentic texan guy <laughs> and you <laughs> that went was pretty with it? funny and i rolled with, i rolled with it I'd, I'd say that was pretty funny um spending the entire day trying to find an albino squirrel giving up and then finding an albino squirrel and like almost being in tears that I found the lucky squirrel on campus. That was pretty ridiculous and funny. That, th- those are, those are the best examples I can always try. What about you? Um, I'm trying to think there were a few, there were a few funny things, but we had to uh, hop a fence. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I'll just put it this way. We had to hop a fence to get into one of the locations uh, where days and confused was filmed. And, the behind-the-scenes videos of me trying to do that and of uh, others who shall not be named trying to do that uh, are pretty ungraceful. And someday, if I know I won't get in trouble for it, I will share them. <laughs> but there was a there was some you light trespass. trespassing. There's some light, light trespassing. Some light trespassing. It was worth it, but uh, it was pretty fun. And then a, a an orange truck drove by, and I was convinced it was like the the parks police, and it was just a construction guy. Um, so that was a that was a, I, got, you, I got roasted for that. You do strike me as someone who uh, – you, you strike me as a rule father, Charlotte, if I'm being honest. To, like the idea of you breaking a rule has got to be the most stressful thing in the world to you. Really? No, I break rules constantly. I just – it's getting caught that I don't like. I was uh, I was in trouble a lot in high school and college because I broke a lot of rules and I was always the one who got caught and somehow didn't learn from it. So I think that the reason I'm paranoid – is because I have gotten in trouble so many times that I am just preempting. I'm mm. trying to not get in trouble. So like I see a truck and I'm like, we gotta run. I'm like, <laughs> I've been down this road before. We can't we can't mess with this. And everyone's like, you're being paranoid. And I'm like, with good reason, my friends. I've been here before. Yeah. I, yeah. I know how this is <laughs> not my first rodeo. I'm uh I'm not trying to do that again. I'm definitely the guy that uh, if if you were to tell me I have to go steal a pack of gum from a convenience store, I would mm-hmm. treat it like I'm Danny Ocean, like robbing a <laughs> casino. And I would just be like, this is this is the most high stakes thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and yeah. and I'm, I'm always jealous of people that can just not not like not stealing. I'm not condoning. But you know what I mean? Like that people are just like, let's just jump the fence. Who cares? Because I'm always like, dude, what do you mean? Who cares? Like, what if this will go on our permanent record, guys? (laughs) So here's the thing. Like, I I have that reaction once I get caught. Like, I'll be like, yeah, Yeah. for sure, let's do it. And then I get caught, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this on my permanent record? (laughs) Sometimes it turns out it is. Have you ever cried? can't do anything about it. Have you ever cried to get out of something? Like, when someone in authority has, like, caught you, and you just start crying to, like, say, I didn't mean it, Mrs. Johnson. This 
No, I, I've, I've uh, tried to sweet talk, which doesn't. Mm. Honestly, I should try crying, but mm -hmm. instead I just try to like charm my way out of the situation, which often just makes it worse. My high school You're girlfriend like, every why time. Why are you being so? Uh, why are you being so flippant about this? And I'm like, uh, I'm not. I'm just trying to have a good time. <laughs> My, just my trying to make you like me. <laughs> every every time my high school girlfriend would get pulled over, she'd she'd start crying and she'd say she'd get out of every ticket. And I was like, that's that's preposterous. I, that that like, like that you have it, that. that you have yeah. that down to a science though. And she's like, here it goes. She's like, I'm like, you should be an actress. Oh my god, like you just pull over, yeah. and you can do it on command and start sobbing. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, <laughs> cool. Anything else? What else about Texas that that you want to tell the people? It's so flat. <laughs> It's so flat. Texas is remarkably flat. I, uh, every time I just like looked out of the hotel window or we were driving anywhere, I was like, I can't see a single hill. And mm. I know there's hill country, which if you go like two hours north of Austin, I believe you can get to, and there's some rolling hills, but you know, it really is that for some reason I can't stop thinking about how flat tech, cause everyone's like, everything's bigger in Texas in texas and in my head i keep changing it to everything's flatter in texas which i don't think is how the saying goes but um i just liked it i just found it i was sort of uh it was warm there it was uh you know i think i found the stadium a little more endearing for some reason i don't know it's probably because i come from a school that didn't that they now have really nice facilities but they didn't and it was funny because um i was talking to someone on the sidelines who had gone to a big school and he was like you know i get very resentful when a school will like after i've been there if our facilities weren't great and then they upgrade them so maybe texas is playing the long mm. game so that its alumni don't get offended mm. when they all of a sudden have like the clemson slide in the locker room mm -hmm. big brick galaxy mm. brain thinking mm -hmm. here i got you i got you i don't know um yeah it was cool i liked it it was uh i but you know a and it texas a and beat alabama Texas choked against Oklahoma State, so I just want to go on record as saying, um, I don't know if Tex Tex Titus is dead, Charlotte. I think he's just retired, and and there's yeah. a difference. I think he can come out of retirement at some point, but I do. I talked to Tex before he retired, and he mm -hmm. did tell me that he, given what transpired between A and M and Alabama, and then Texas and Oklahoma State, that he's officially an Aggie fan. He he said he saw enough, and he's like, if he has to pick. He says gigum. So um, that's where I landed. Wow, that's huge. Thank you for relaying that. How can I'm sorry you, he couldn't come on the podcast himself. <laughs> How can you not be? I mean, like, you know, A&M beats Alabama. It was one of the craziest. I don't know. Texas, like, what the hell? I was so – th th everyone I talked to was like, we're, again, we're not surprised. And I was like, th th this is this is the painful part about, like, going to these schools and, and, and adopting these schools as, as or, or trying to be a fan, you know, for these one games is um, I was naive. I was stupid enough to believe that, like, Texas was up 17-3, and I turned to somebody, and I was like, I'm sure they're going to just blow the doors off of them. And then they get one yard in the entire fourth quarter, Charlotte. And, mm -hmm. and all the Texas yep. fans are like, yeah, we've seen this before. This is, this is what happens to us. And I'm like, I haven't seen it before. I've never cheered for you guys until today. What the hell is this? Um, and that broke Tex. That broke Tex. Tex <laughs> had, had, Tex had enough. He's going back to college what station. What if Tex find just, him. like, lives at – college station now forever like that's where yeah. he that's the only place he comes <laughs> out what if i bury tex I, I take my cowboy hat back to college station i bury it in the reveille graveyard <laughs> right outside oh the state don't let Next if any a&m fan hears that <laughs> i know they're gonna 
they're gonna come find where you live and, and hunt you they're down. like yeah they're like we love the intention but please don't ever talk like that again please, do not please, ever please. take miss rev's name <laughs> in vain like that again thank you very oh, much man. Um, uh, I feel like there's a an NFL thing we have to talk about, Mark, which yeah, is go ahead. which is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is uh Because is, not only did speaking of retiring, he didn't retire. Yeah. He freaked out and said to the Bears fans, I still own you. Yeah. And um I think that that was the least thing that I was expecting. That goes that flies in the face of all of our arguments about how he's just like a chill, happy dude, yeah. living his life, going to retire. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't have a problem with it by the way. I think like all the Bears Oh no, yeah. Th- th- not all the Bears fans, but like if if you're a Bears fan, you have no choice but to just be like, "Yeah, you do own us." That's why we hate you, dude. And like that's that's really the only play you have. You can't like yell back. You just have to sit there and take it. Um but yeah, you're right. You're right. He got too much he got way too much joy out of it. I I was really hoping he, he Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's okay. Except it's, but it's fine cuz like I said, the silver lining is like now you get to watch him play football. He's fun to watch, and like we get those moments of him doing that. Um, you know, I, I, I get. I'm, I'm curious to see it, what he does with his hair. Do you think he's gonna get it cut at all during the season? He's just gonna keep it growing. God no, oh no. I think he is. I think Aaron Rodgers has a renewed um, killer instinct now, and I don't know where it came from. I don't know what happened. Maybe he just realized that he is. Maybe he got the competitive juices back. Maybe having fans back in the stands yeah. is what he needed. But he – I don't think he's going to cut his hair. I think he's going to get more and more aggressive. I think um, he's going to keep saying things to fan base. I think he liked that. Like, I think that – I can't remember a time when Aaron Rodgers was get that aggressive towards fans, towards other fans. And I think he kind of got a lot of mileage out of it and, and really seemed to enjoy himself. I think we're going to see more. So well, help me out. Help me understand what was this summer then? How do you reconcile him looking like he wants to retire, looking like yeah. he uh, wants to be the Jeopardy host more than he ever wants to be the Green Bay Packers, to, to, to have anything to do with the Green Bay Packers ever again? Um, week one, the Packers suck. Uh, like all the, all the things that led to this point. And now if you were someone who paid zero attention to, to you know, the, the last however many months, the, the whole offseason of the NFL and then the first four weeks of the NFL season, and you just tuned in now, you would have no idea that there was any discussion about anything with Aaron Rodgers from anybody. So how what, why, what, what was he doing? What, why was he doing all that? Was he doing it just to, to upset us, uh, Charlotte? What, 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 how, what, explain this to me, please. So I don't know that I can explain it. All, but it goes back to my chaos theory, which is that Aaron Rodgers is an agent of chaos and that Aaron Rodgers thrives on being an enigma and he thrives on being misunderstood and he thrives on throwing curveballs. Like, remember when he had a handlebar mustache and wore a bolo tie and a hat mm, mm-hmm. to that press conference for no mm-hmm. reason and started speaking a southern accent? Why did he do that? I don't know. He never explained it. There are things that Aaron Rodgers does that I think he, he does. To, it's It's almost like he's... There are anti-heroes in television shows. He's almost like the anti-quarterback, um, except that he is a quarterback. Like he, He's just doing stuff where he's like, would a quarterback do this? Mm, yeah. I don't no, know. Probably not, so I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. I think he's okay. zigging where everybody zags, and I think he gets great pleasure out of that. Um, and yet, at the same time, I couldn't tell you if that's true because he's so unreadable that um, I could be completely wrong, and he would probably take great joy in knowing that which might prove me right. So it's really just brain. It's really a mind meld. I don't know. 
that that's as likely as any other explanation i, I think you're right, right? he just like he just wants to troll people he's just bored like he's at a point in his career where he realizes i know when i can turn it on and when i don't need to turn it on and right now in the month of june is not a time that i need to turn it on so i'm gonna go to maui and <laughs> yeah and in july i'm gonna stay in maui and i'm gonna f float rumors about jeopardy and all that stuff you know why i'm gonna do it because i'm bored i don't know who cares but then he because gets back I on the can. football field and he's competitive and he tells the bears fans he owns him and he does and yeah. there's nothing they can say about him um how do you feel about the red sox quickly before we go i you know the red sox i the red sox make me emotional is how i feel about them the red sox in the postseason uh some of the greatest days of my life were i took my mom to the world series in 2018 at fenway i you know oh four i went to high school right next to fenway like watching them play baseball the game the series goes back to I'm, by the time this comes out the game will have happened but um it makes me i'm usually not homesick for boston i'll be honest like i really love living in new york and then i watch the red sox and i get mm. very emotional and so whether they win or lose I would love them to keep playing, but it's really just, it, it becomes much more of an emotional thing than anything else in sports for me. So like I can kind of separate the anger. I mean, I get pissed watching it. Like when it, during a game, I am probably more engaged during a Red Sox and Patriots game. I'm more engaged than I am in any other watching anything. Um, but when I step back and think about it, it just makes me love where i grew up very much which is just, the corniest answer in the world you're just happy to feel something again as you're watching yeah, <laughs> yeah I, am. You're like... I am i really am it's so because i yeah. mean you work in sports and it can be very easy to not lose your rooting interest but you know you're kind of rooting for the good stories or you're you're so in it that it's hard to take a step back and you know, you can watch as a fan, but also you're watching as your job. And I think with the Red Sox, I'm always just the minute I see Fenway in October, I'm just like, I forget that I even work in sports. Baseball's undefeated with that. I think, I think that's the sport that like you can, you could, you know, you, you could not watch a single pitch Charlotte after this postseason for the next 50 years. And then if the Red Sox are in the world series and you turn it on, all those emotions come flooding back. And I don't think, I mean, I know everyone's wired differently and, and football is obviously king in this country and people love basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport, whatever. But um, I don't know. I feel like baseball is unique in that regard that like ba oh, basketball God, yeah. and football aren't quite at that level. I know people will disagree, but that's how I, that's how I feel about it. It's like baseball, it's there's something about it that's so romantic and so timeless. And so, uh, yeah, the, this, as you said, you're you're right back where you were. Like you're watching the Red Sox now, and you're right back to being a child again, watching yes. the Red Sox. Yeah. Yes, just immediately, my, snap know, of with, a finger. With my family, like I text my dad during all the games. Like you know, if you if you ask me how how do I feel about the Patriots, I'd be like, well, um, you know, I'd go immediately into talking about Mac Jones and talking about why they need to win, even though right. and how everybody thinks they're winning, even though they keep losing. Um, but I, you ask me about the Red Sox, and I'm just like, start crying. <laughs> So it's not, it's not, it becomes so much less about the sport. And I'm just like, oh, I just yeah. really like love yeah, like there. My ba I think about my baseball fandom. My baseball fandom is frozen in time when I was like 12 years old or 10 years yes. old or something. And that's it. And that's how I, I, when I watch the Cubs and the Cubs are good, I'm the same way that it's like, I, I, I feel like a 10 year old watching the Cubs at all times. And every other fandom I have evolves. I grow. I, you know, like I watch Ohio State football games differently than I did when I was a freshman at Ohio State. And when I'm 50, I'll be watching them a little bit. You know, I'll have like a different perspective mm -hmm. of whatever, where you still get the, the, the nostalgia, the sentimental thing, but it's not, 
it's not like baseball where like yeah if the cubs were in the playoffs and it's the nlcs and you know and i turn on my television i'm just immediately 10 years old again or however i don't know i guess i guess maybe mine was frozen the steve bartman year in 03 i was 16 <laughs> that's like the that's yeah. the moment i'm frozen where where they they lose the marlins and i just like melt into a puddle and um yeah anyway yeah i'm well, frozen in 04 so i feel you. Yeah. it's just it's <laughs> just how it is uh Anything else you had, Mark, before we sign off? That's it. Um, thank you to the people of Texas, both College Station and Austin. Uh, thank you to the th- – oh, oh, I forgot about this. Jim just texted me this note. Uh, Texas had like a 1,000 mascots. I want to give that that note. That they had Bevo. They had Hook'em, who was like a stuffed Bevo version. Mm-hmm. They had this mascot called Air – what was it? Airhorn, which was a Bevo that was like inflatable. They had uh, the cannon, which they had a name for, which is Smokey, I believe. They had the drum, which they had a name for, which is Big Bertha. And uh, I just wanted to shout that out. That, that I've never seen. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the number of mascots that, that they have. Everything was, also has a name. Everything has a name. and every you're, Yeah, you're like, everything's sacred. There is every, a lot everything. of it. It's yeah. bigger, and everything has a name. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we're going to Ole Miss. Uh, can't wait for that. That'll be fun. Uh, I literally have zero idea of what to expect other than, like, fun tailgating in the Grove. But Ole Miss, um, I say this respectfully, is a school I've not given a lot of thought about, Charlotte. So I have okay. basically no preconceived notions. Um, I know it's going to be fun. We've, we have some people in our crew that, that are from the South that have been gassing it up to us. And, like, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. So uh, I'm excited. But I have no preconceived notions. And those are some of the most fun trips because you're just kind of a blank slate. And you're like, show me what you got, Ole Miss. I can't wait. Yep. Yep. I uh, from From what I've read about it, I think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be like anything we've seen yet, which I'm very excited for. Um, I think it's a different kind of SEC than LSU was, and it's LSU back at at, at Ole Miss. Yeah. It's, it's uh, my Tigers, my, my the the team that I fell the most in love with. I get to watch play again, which I will try not to uh, let completely dictate how I conduct myself on the Ole Miss campus. With the uh, the Coach O farewell tour, we get the first stop. I know. Yeah, how about that? It's, it's also wild because we're coming into it where people are speculating that Lane Kiffin, that LSU could go after Lane Kiffin as a coach. Lane Kiffin just got a bunch of stuff oh, thrown yeah. at him in Tennessee. It's it's Coach O's sort of farewell tour. Um, the beginning, like it, there's a lot going on for this game. This game is going to be a little. I'm a little nervous. Like we're going to get stuff thrown at us. We're somehow going to catch straight. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Can't wait. (laughs) All right. See you guys.